L.I.W. The Walking Dead Review does not exist. L.I.W. The Walking Dead and Fear the Walking Dead Review. Citizens, welcome to LIW The Walking Dead Review. Oh, guys, it's this the last episode before the season break. Isn't that crazy? Um, I'm Phoenix West, by the way. Phoenix fucking West, however you want to say it. Um, Phoenix a Sex Machine West. I don't know. I need, I need a nickname. Anyway, today's episode is 608, start to finish. And here we start, and eventually we will finish. The This episode is very much out of the comic. And it cut off before I thought it was going to. And it kind of kind of pissed me off a little bit. Because I know exactly what's going to happen at the end of this. Because I did read the comic. And it does follow it almost almost exactly. There's a couple extra characters in here. And a couple less characters. If that makes any sense. They combine characters and they added all these bullshit random ones. Anyway. Holy shit. This episode has a really cool beginning. And then kind of just... It doesn't get bad at any point. There's some stuff I didn't really care about. Uh, again, all of that involving Morgan and his character, because he bores the shit out of me. He really does. Anyway, this one starts off with, before the credits, the opening credits, they do the Sam Anderson, Jesse's um, PTSD-ridden child, sitting in his, his uh, fucking attic room, I get upstairs bedroom, like Howard fucking Hughes. I don't know if he has jars of urine. I don't know if he's not clipping his toenails and his fingernails and his his hair. I don't know. He is a useless shell of a human being, and he's only like 10. So he's useless already, and it's kind of amazing. He's just sitting upstairs, and they, they said when he started doing this, he doesn't want to go downstairs. He wants to stay upstairs because that's the only place that didn't get affected by the zombies when they broke in last. Dumb reason. And he's sitting up in his room, and he'll bring the dishes out, and he's making drawings of him in a room with zombies around, and they show ants crawling in through the window down to a half-eaten, look like a hamburger. I don't know where they're getting the cow. I don't know what it was. It looked like a hamburger, though. I And that's it, and then the credits. And I was like, okay, well, there's that, I guess. And it, at first I was like, that was random and pointless. Then I realized that's where most of this episode takes place is in this room, which is cool. It's nice to see the, um, sorry, the Chicago Bulls San Antonio game to start. I got a warning for it. Shit's getting real now. Anyway, uh, yeah, the church tower fell. That's where the last episode ended. It's where 607 ended. The church tower fell over because the zombies pushed on it. The fucking thing fell, knocked over the fence. All the zombies come in. And let's see, everyone runs for their life. Rick's like, run! Blah, blah, blah. Maggie starts climbing a ladder. And she can't get up the ladder. And instead of just holding the awning that she's climbing onto so the ladder doesn't fall, she decides to just kick the ladder out and grab onto something else and hopefully not get eaten nor fall, which would lead to getting in. But I was like, just, just hold the ladder there. They're, they're zombies. They're not really doing much to it. They're not like, hey, pull the ladder. They're not going to start climbing it after you. Anyway, she gets on the awning and she sits there and she's like, oh, God. And it's really like the last time you see her, except later they show her in the distance from Glenn's perspective. And I was like, I, was, I thought back to, I don't remember what movie I saw in the theater a couple weeks ago. Uh, sitting there, her trailer, 
the girl that plays Maggie, whatever, the, Lauren Cohen, or I think that's her name. The trailer and the trailer starts for her new movie, The Boy, in which she babysits a puppet or a dummy, I guess. I don't know, but she gets all these rules from his creepy, creepy old, severely old parents. They're like you gotta obey these rules, otherwise, you know, I can't. I don't know what'll happen. And she doesn't do all the little rules because it's just a puppet or a dummy. Who cares? Fuck it. And then it starts, you know, terrorizing her. Blah blah blah. Who who gives a shit? Anyway, the movie was it was the first time I saw this reaction where it was supposed to be a scary movie. I think it was right before we saw Scout's Guide to the Apocalypse, Zombie Apocalypse. And this trailer ended and everyone in the theater started laughing hysterically. And it was like, <laughs> oh, everyone thinks that movie's like super shitty. Everyone. It just looks so stupid and why would you make that movie? Holy shit. What are they thinking? Um uh, Maggie looks up, sees a balloon. That's the end of that. Uh, anyway, Maggie, who gives a shit about her fucking movie, right? Is she? Are they trying to force us the idea that she's a star? Because she's not. She's fine. I don't. I don't have anything against her, but like, don't don't try to do that. Just stick with The Walking Dead, and you'll be fine. Uh, and again, the zombies take over the town because they pressed down this church and fell over. And again, I have to say, for the third or fourth episode in a row, this wouldn't have happened if they did my idea. Of just taking hour-long shifts apiece, stabbing zombies with knives on sticks. And with the knife tethered to the person. So if the knife falls in the guy's head, sticks in the guy's head, you just pull it out with the, knife, with the, with the, the rope. And you have a knife. You don't lose the knife ever. Anyway, just do that all day long. And that would have been fine. There would have been no zombies out there. Or if it did break down, the church, let's just say the church fell anyway. You'd be like, oh, there's 17 zombies in here. Let's go ahead and kill them and get this patched up. N- not really an issue. I don't, just holy shit, the poor planning on their part. And again, that kind of feeds into what, and I get what they're going for, like I'm saying. It does feed into the, they don't realize the sense of community yet. Rick's not really integrated with the rest of those people, Deanna's people. He doesn't really recognize them as part of the group yet. And I get that. And that's what, part of what the comic's about. Is become Later on, they right after the, the, the wall collapses, he decides, holy shit, we can work together. And that's where this goes. That's where this ends. This plot line. So, I get it. He's not thinking long term, but that's not that's just common sense. That's not even really thinking long term. That's thinking now also. Like, let's not... Let's kill them so they don't get us in a minute. Like, that's what's going to happen anyway. Anyway, um, you know, Eugene freezes up when he goes to get a walkie-talkie. and Because all the zombies have taken over the town. And Rosita saves him with the not-pregnant Terra... Or Tara. I don't know how you say that name. I hate saying it Tara, so I'm going to say Tara every single time. Uh, so there's a lot of people saving each other. Jesse saves Rick and his group with this terrible shooting, but somehow it's very accurate. Uh, Rick picked up uh, Deanna because she fell in, onto a saw blade. That's for some reason just hanging out outside on the ground. And she fell onto it. So he's carrying her and... Like I said, Jesse saves him, but then it's like a headshot, headshot. You don't see who shot yet, and then it it, it zooms in on Jesse shooting, and you see her like almost eyes closed, just like random firing, like ah, oh, oh, bang, bang, like really having no clue what she's doing with the thing. And I'm like, how did she hit them in the head? Like, was she just like taking her time with two shots, and then was like oh, panic fire after that? I don't know what I'm doing. Um, I'm an expendable character. She lost her female voice after that. Anyway, uh, Glenn, they cut back to the outside of the wall when Glenn and Enid are. 
they are trying to do something with Enid's character that I don't really care for. Uh, he's, Glenn's just basically trying to make her not to cunt. Um, she's freezing up. and She's like, oh, I don't want to go in there. And he's like, we got to go to the other wall to sneak in because if this one fell, I think it was the east one fell. So let's go to the west side. Because west side, you and I both know that's the best side. There ain't no party like a west coast fence party because a west coast fence party don't stop. That's what he said to her. Almost exactly word for word, I think. I can't believe I got through that without fucking it up. Anyway, they they showed this thing where I'm like, I don't care about Enid. She just seems like she doesn't give a shit about anybody else, so why should I care about her? She caused this rift between Ron and Carl that still isn't settled, and I don't give a shit about it, really. It doesn't do anything for me. And just move on. I don't care if... You can leave Enid behind. I don't give a shit. I was, I was fine. I didn't know who she was until a couple episodes ago. I don't I don't give a shit about her. Anyway, Rick carries Deanna into Sam's room, who has, like, wicked PTSD, like I said, and he's freaking out. They all barge into his room, where his, which was his Fortress of Solitude, where he could be uh, crazy as shit without being bothered by anybody. But now he's got all these people in his, in his room. It's real bothersome. Um... It's like if you have a masturbation fetish, or fetish, I mean addiction, and people are just in your room. That's what it seems like for him. He's just like, no, I can't do that now. I can't be crazy if you guys are all in here. Like, come on. I have to be alone to do this. It's just, it's really weird. And like, it's like uh, Saving Private Ryan, where the sound goes out. And it's like, and all this chaos happening around him to show he's shaken. Or like every third scene in a Call of Duty game where your character gets knocked down and the sound goes weird and it's like, and you gotta, you see the per- first person perspective of him like crawling around and getting shot at, and things blowing up next to him every three minutes in a Call of Duty game that happens. This happens to Ron, or not Ron? Uh, I forget his fucking name. Who gives a shit? Sam. I don't care about the kid's name. Doesn't matter. Anyway, uh, they set Deanna in the bed. They start coming up with a plan. Uh, they cut later. They cut back to Denise. She's talking to the Alpha Wolf dude. In in the last scene, in the last episode, I think it was the last one. Carol uh, confronts Morgan about what what he has in the basement, what he has locked up in the cell, uh, whatever. She, anyway, Denise is talking to the Elf Wolf dude because Morgan brought her there to treat his wound. Uh, I I kind of think they are the whisperers um, from the comic. In the in the comic, the whisperers wear zombie skin, and they're like a weird cult and. In, the, the the their leader's name is Alpha, and in this, the wolf's leader name is Alpha Wolf, and I'm like, okay, there you go, and I feel like Enid is the character of Alpha's daughter from the show, from the comic. I mean, uh, I don't know what they're going with this. I I assume Enid is a wolf member. I don't really know. I, she doesn't have the W carved in, so I don't see how that's possible. Though I don't know. I don't know what the fuck's going on with her character. It's really weird. Anyway, at any rate, the Alpha Wolf is a severely greasy Dave Grohl-y guy. He looks like a disgusting Dave Grohl. Like Dave Grohl after, maybe after six concerts in a row. Um, minty fresh gum breath, though, because he never stops chewing. Um, anyway, he tells her he cut his stomach in a rusty car bumper. And I was like, oh, I thought you got bit. Okay, well, whatever. And Denise goes to treat the wound because she's a dumb cunt. Not really, she's just... I just don't get it. I don't, I don't get her character. I don't know what they're doing with it. It's kind of weird. They, they, they seem to like force you, force feed you characters from the comic. Like Denise just showed up one episode. Like I don't know how to be a surgeon. Like okay, what? Well, in the comic, you were a doctor. 
you were a surgeon before, <laughs> and now you're, okay, well, you just suddenly forced this character into our lives. Anyway, they cut back to Michonne, and she's cleaning Deanna's wound, which is um, very, very similar to the last scene I just mentioned. Lots of wound cleaning going on right here. And she finds a bite mark next to the blade wound. And, and I was like, I don't know how that happened. I don't know how did the bite, did the blade bite you also? Because there's no other zombie down there. I don't I don't get it. Was she bitten and then fell on the blade? I don't. None of this is adding up. It doesn't really seem possible. They should have had her a bite on the shoulder because there was a zombie that almost bit her on the shoulder when she was getting the blade pulled out of her. Um, but I was like, would I even notice if she became a zombie? Because she's already a melting wax figure of a human being, so I don't think I would really know if she made the transition. I don't think I would. I really, I'm not trying to make fun of her a lot, but I don't think I would know at all. It's just weird. Uh, they show Carl again, who's now 32, and he talks to Ron about his family and like, you know, they're all alive in there. Don't worry. Don't be so negative. You know, um, I'm a wise 32 year old man. I know a lot of things. And then Ron pulls a gun on him. Ron's a bitter human being who's mad that Rick's, Rick killed his dad and then Carl took his girl, apparently. I don't know. I don't like this story plot line, or this plot line here. I fucking complain about it the instant it happened. It's the apocalypse. Don't be a jealous little teenager. I know, and I know that's unreasonable to ask, but they wouldn't act that way in this world. Maybe the he would be mad at Rick and want to kill Rick for killing his dad, but not kill the other boy for taking a girl. Like... Yeah, I know they're teenagers, but they would act differently, is what I'm saying. It's fucking stupid. It's too forced. Anyway, Rick breaks in after you hear the argument, and he's like, I'm like, at this point, I was like, where the fuck is Judith? Because I hadn't showed her yet during this whole scene. I'm like, is she dead? Just nobody seems to care? Because previously, we've only seen her with either Jesse, Carl, or Carol. And all three of these characters, we know where they are and what they're doing, and we know they're babyless. Then I didn't see Judith with them. I have no fucking idea where she is. Uh, Carl takes the gun away from Ron after this. They go and talk. Uh, Carl doesn't want to tell anybody what happened. I think he's still trying to, like, he doesn't want to fuck over Ron for some fucking reason. Who knows? Uh, Rick goes up to see how Deanna's doing. She's not in the bed anymore. He goes to see, he goes in another room. He sees, uh, this is where we see Judith, and then Deanna's leaned over the crib, kind of, like, falling into it. And he goes to stab her, and she's like, I'm not me, I'm me. She's like, I want to see the baby before I before I die. I just thought my legs would make it. My legs disagree with me or some shit like that. And I was like, that would have been a cool scene if she stabbed her and she wasn't a zombie hit. <laughs> or she's eating the goddamn baby. Because if you read the comic, there is no baby. Judith was never a person. She, No, she was born, right? She didn't make it out of the prison, though. She died in the prison with her mom. So I don't give a shit about the baby. Uh, babies are useless, and I get why Rick would want it, so I don't mind it there, but as far as a viewer, I don't, I don't care either way. If they had a puppy, I feel like more, more people would care about it, because that is our society where we care more about a puppy than a baby. That, that's just where we are. I hope you realize that. Uh, maybe if she gave birth to a puppy, I would care. Maybe. I don't know. I'm American. That's how I feel. Fuck you. Anyway, um, Carol pretends to be asleep after she got her concussion. She fell down when, when fleeing. Um, she pretends to be asleep. And Morgan, you know, stops watching her because he knows what she wants. And then she attacks him. 
She kicks him down or something like that. And she runs downstairs to find out who he has prisoner. Denise is treating the wound. And then, but like he's cutting back and forth between these two, this room and where Rick and everybody is. Jesse's house is taken over because of fucking Ron. Had to do his bullshit teenager stuff and then attract all those zombies. So her whole fucking house is getting taken over. And for some reason, Father Gabriel shows up out of nowhere. Gabriel does. They, we fi- he finally gets a line. And I was like, holy shit, I haven't seen him in a while. It's been a good while. And it should be another good while because this character is kind of boring. He, he's literally cut out of the comic except when there's funerals. And he'll say like two or three words during the comic and then not see him again for another till the next funeral. It's fucking weird. So I like the actor a lot that plays him. But it just, the, the, the fucking, the character is really boring because he just goes, I don't want to kill. But I don't want to, like, not kill. I want to survive. And you're like, okay, well, you can't ride the fence in this one. And, and if you get eaten, that's on you. So go ahead. Oh, I don't want to die, though. Okay, well, you got to kill some zombies. Oh, I don't want to kill. Him and Morgan are doing the exact same fucking thing right now. And I don't, and I kind of hope they eat each other. Like, I would love to see that shit. Anyway, the fucking, they put a couch up and they're like holding the zombies downstairs. Rick's like, go get another one to Michonne. And they bring them upstairs and they start gutting them. And they're like, we're going to get sheets. We're going to cover ourselves in zombie guts. Sneak out of here. We've done it before. And everyone just stares at Rick and Michonne like they're fucking psychopaths. And I wouldn't understand that if in this world that we live in right now, I showed up to your house, dragged in two zombies with a friend. And proceeded to gut them in your, your your living room carpet, maybe on your dining room table. I could understand you being horrified and being like, "What the fuck? What are you doing, man? Like, holy shit, this is not happening." But this is the zombie apocalypse. They've seen worse shit. They've killed people. They've killed zombies. They've done shit they're not proud of. What's what's the horrified thing going on here? What's the what's the reaction to this? I don't quite, I don't quite get it. It doesn't make any sense to me. It's the same thing with every decision Rick makes, no matter how long they live. They're still like, fucking Rick. Goddamn, stupid decision. Thank God we live, though. Like, just go ahead and give up that hatred for the leadership. You don't have to carry the government thing over to this. It's kind of dumb. It doesn't make any sense anymore. Uh, they got back to Morgan. I don't care about him. And he keeps defending the prisoner against Carol. She keeps like, let him go. I'm gonna, let me go. I'm going to kill him. And then we're going to kill him. And then we're, we're killers. And we're... They kill, we kill. Uh, Morgan's like, no, we don't kill. And she's like, oh, we kill. And I don't, we, don't, we don't kill. And back and fucking forth for the entire show. I hate Morgan. I hope he dies. I like the actor who plays him. Again, just like Father Gabriel. But I hope they die. I don't care. They're such dramatic pussies. They are so overwhelmingly dripping with pussy. That was a horribly sexual sentence, I realize. I'm sorry, but holy shit. These characters are so, such pussies. All of them. <sighs> and speaking of which, Jesse, they cut back, and Jesse's trying to convince her pussy son. They're all going to sneak out, and she's like, hey, pussy son, um, Sam, I think, can you act like somebody else that isn't afraid? That's how we'll get through this. I know you're scared, but act like somebody who isn't. So basically she says, like, hey, can you, for this little trip here, can you be an entirely different person? Can you not be a sad sack of shit? Literally a wet blanket right now because you're covered with guts over a blanket. Uh, you're wearing, like, uh, Clint Eastwood wood and a western, like a poncho. 
can you not be a sad sack of shit and make it through this so we don't fucking die? And if you read the comic, you know where this is going. It's not good. So, holy shit. She basically is like, don't be me. Don't be my son just for this little trip. I hate my son. My son would not survive this. So can you just, you know, be somebody else? Uh, they cut back again to Morgan and Carol. Carol hits him, tries to kill the, the wolf dude, the Dave girl guy. Uh, Alpha Wolf is his name. Uh, and Morgan proceeds to body slam her on the goddamn concrete, knocking her out. And I was like, God damn, that was hardcore. He does like a WWF move from back in the day. Like, oh, God, ah. And I think he did a pile driver after that. I couldn't remember. Anyway, uh, the Alpha Wolf then knocks him out with just something. I don't know what he has. Maybe just his hands. Because in, in movies and TVs, you can just swing one fist in and it knocks a dude out. And I think he did that, make a fist with one hand, wrap your other fist or hand around it, and club him in the back of the head, which would kind of hurt. We'd be like, ah, motherfucker, what was that? It's the same thing in movies where they do that lift your arm over your shoulder. Just like um, like you're trying to punch someone behind you with one arm and you kind of hit somebody over your shoulder with the back of your fist. And for some reason that knocks people out in movies. But in real life, you'd be like, oh, fuck. Like, it would hurt. Don't get me wrong. I'm not a robot. It would fucking hurt. But you'd be like, oh, motherfucker. It would be like stubbing your toe. Stubbing two toes at once, maybe. Like we're, or the one where you clip your nail and it splits your nail and it stings. But you'll be okay. You'll, you're not going to be passed out for the rest of the fucking movie or the, to the next scene where your boss shows up and kills you because you're an evil henchman and you suck at your job and you get knocked out because you have a glass fucking jaw or brain, whatever caused you to concuss and pass out. I don't know. Holy shit, I'm off track. At any rate, he knocks Morgan out because he's a tremendous pussy. Uh, Morgan, that is. And then he pulls a knife on Denise that Carol had. She has one of those knives with the fucking finger things. It looks like a brass knuckle, so you could stab and punch at the same time. It's fucking cool. I really... If I were to kill a lot of zombies, that would be an awesome weapon. Because you can punch and you can stab. And it's one weapon. Holy shit, cool. Um, Would be perfect to tie to an end of a stick and use that to stab zombies all day long with. That's my point. Is that is exactly the weapon you want to do that with because you can wrap the rope around those little fucking finger things. Why aren't they doing that? Dumb dildos. They deserve to die, all of them. Anyway, um, let's see. I cut back to Jessie and her dipshit sons. They're, they're, both of her kids are dipshits. Her entire family is dipshits. They are. They changed their name from Anderson to dipshit. Their dipshit husband died because he's a dipshit. And her two, two dipshit sons are pieces of shit. One's an actual, like, asshole. One is a... And I get that the kid's scared. He's only 10. But get your shit together. Or and, and if you don't get your shit together, then you die. And that's what happens to you. And that's just... We move on from there. And, okay. But don't get anyone else killed in the process, which is going to happen. Ugh. The Alpha Wolf has the knife to Denise's throat. And Tara and Rosita show up with Eugene... But those two girls both have guns to his head. And they go, they're like, okay, well, don't move. And he's like, how about you toss those guns over? And uh, we, we settle this. And he's like, and that's what they do. And and I was like, they, they literally toss their guns down and kick him over to him. And I was like, now he has the knife to her throat, two guns, and all he has every all of the cards. And let's just run through this. Okay. 
Let's do a little scenario. Here's A, and then I'll do B after this. Here's A. Um, they shoot him. And I re- but Rosita is a good shot. She really is. They both are. They showed this. Tara showed it when Spencer was hanging from the wire. She shot the zombies in the head. A bunch of them. A lot of them. And she's totally not pregnant. But Rosita is the gun. She like is a gun girl. She shoots guns. So and Denise is right next to her. I personally have never fired a firearm until recently. And I went out and I was like a fucking excellent marksman. I don't know why. It's not that fucking hard. She could easily shoot him in the head. They're not that far away. And miss, miss her. Miss Denise. But let's just say she shoots, misses. Denise gets killed. He slices her throat. Then when Denise is done, you shoot him. But the point is, at worst, worst case scenario, Denise dies. Or best case scenario in, in, in option A, he dies, Denise lives. Okay, those are your two options. It's literally all that can happen right here. They went with choice B, which is give the guy with a knife, and that's it, two guns, in which he then points at your faces... So he could slit Denise's throat and shoot all three of them and then proceed to shoot Morgan and Carol on the ground and then walk the fuck out of there. So they went with the option where worst case scenario is ultimate death of every character we know and then the bad guy gets away. They chose that one instead of just shooting him and risking Denise's life, which she would die in option B anyway. But luckily he didn't do that because he's not a... I don't know what why he didn't, honestly. I don't they just he just randomly didn't kill anybody. Instead he leaves with Denise. And and I don't want to say he he took Denise. I wanna say Tara and Rosita let him take Denise. That's what I wanna say. Because they didn't have to. Fuck this guy. Why won't anybody kill this motherfucker? If they if he doesn't come back and save somebody later on, like a main character, this guy's a fucking asshole. They they went so far out of their way not to kill this prick. Holy shit. Ugh. Um, Rick Rick brings Judith down and he he puts her in her car or uh, Carl's bloody sheet and she kind of wears her own little bloody sheet thing and then and I was like oh that's how they're getting away with this if she cries though they're over that's it this is the whole Judith thing's dumb to me I don't know I don't want to see a baby in the apocalypse and I realize it's kind of like a symbol for hope for the future I don't care they all walk out of the house though. They slowly walk out. And it's it's kinda it's very dramatic actually. I like this scene. I like I like this episode. I just don't care about Morgan's bullshit. Anyway, Deanna's upstairs. They decide to leave her because she's gonna die anyway. She's like, I don't wanna die yet, so just leave me a gun, I'll take care of myself. She's instead of shooting herself, she stands up, opens the door, the zombies are coming in, she shoots the shit out of a bunch of them. And then she does a silent scream thing, which is very typical. In this movie and movies like this, where uh, and you don't hear anything, you just hear the music. It's well done. I don't have a complaint there. It's just I've seen it a bunch, but that, that doesn't bother me because you've seen everything a bunch in movies and stuff. Because if it if that bothered me, then that thing with the same part Ryan thing would really bother me because that's way overdone. Um, anyway, the group goes outside. They finally get out and they just stand on the porch for I don't know how long. 15, 20 minutes? Who fucking knows? They don't give you a... a there's no t- clock in, in frame. I don't know. It's all in like kind of a weird slow motion, silent thing. They're all standing there, covered in zombie guts. And I'm like, oh, no, you don't stop moving. You keep moving, you dumb assholes. Why would you stop? You're surrounded by zombies. I get that they think you're one of them, 
But why would you risk more exposure to them? It's like if you were borderline cancer, like skin cancer, and you're just like, I'll hang out outside, not a big deal. And but you're kind of like in a shade, or you put on a little SPF 15, something light, and you're like, oh, I'll just hang out out here because I have like a light sunscreen. So what's the fucking point of getting away from the sun, you know? And you're like, no, it can only last a little bit, and then eventually they will figure it out because why wouldn't they? Uh, go ahead and keep moving. Why are you stopping? They're just stopping and like looking around at each other. They're not even like making plans. They just stop for no good goddamn reason. You have your baby there, Rick. Go ahead and move him off the porch. That's all I'm saying. Um, yeah, and then this is the end of it. Is Sam starts to go like, "Mom, mom, mom," and like starts screaming, "Mom!" louder and louder. And if you if you read the comic, I'm not going to go into what happens. But if you read the comic, you know what happens after this, and it's fucking brutal. Um. Anyway, that's where it ends. So I guess we'll pick this back up in like February or some shit. I think it's when it comes back. The show. Uh, that's a long gap. I kind of like it, though. Especially for me, because it gives me a chance to do other shows. My other review shows. Anyway, um, I am Phoenix West, guys. Thanks for listening. Um, I appreciate it. We're currently not on YouTube because I got banned by YouTube for, I don't know why, just saying some shit. In the Phoenix West show, it got banned. Therefore, my account got suspended, so fuck them. Anyway, this will eventually be on YouTube, so don't fuck them. I don't know. Fuck them. I don't care. Anyway. We are on Stitcher and iTunes. In the meantime, subscribe, share it with a friend. We appreciate it. Go to loiteringwonderland.com, loiteringwonderland.com. All the shows are on there. It's 11 shows. They're awesome. Check them out. Share, please share, comment, do your thing. If you're on iTunes, subscribe, subscribe, please, to all the shows that you want to listen to. And share it with a friend so we can grow and get sponsors. Any questions or shit like that, loiteringwonderland at gmail.com. Send them there. I'll, I'll, I'll answer them. Or not. I don't know. We'll figure it out. So until next time, and in the meantime, I am Phoenix West. So long, citizens of Wonderland.